What is up, witches? It is episode 13 of Empaths and Love. We are manifesting today. Your life changes today. We have a guest talking about how to break the glass ceiling between what you desire most and how to actually get it. Love is a powerful source. In life, you must stay the course. No matter how hard it gets, we always got to do our best. So believe in yourself. Find the courage within, transform from the inside out, and let your healing begin. Ooh, I'm an empath in love, I'm an empath in love. Hey folks, welcome back to Empaths in Love, I'm Jamie Starr. I am here today with Dr. Angelica Underwood, and I am so excited for you to be here. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy in being here with you. Angelica is a recognized speaker, trainer, educator, and hypnotherapist, and she's really passionate about helping people become dynamic, heal, and turn their dreams into reality. Again, I'm so psyched you're here because (laughs) I have questions about that. (laughs) We're talking today about breaking the glass ceiling. Um, Angelica and I know each other because we've been doing a leadership course together. And the moment I saw you across the room, I was really drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we shared a room for like a night or two. Mm-hmm. And I remember that you, you gave me a reading, a psychic reading. And I am snotty about psychic readings. Mm-hmm. And not only were you right, but I loved the way that you held space for me. And um, the way you did it was really your own. And I actually felt healed during mm-hmm. that reading that you gave me. I love the way that you hold space. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. I mean, this is something that I just, I mean, everybody's very intuitive. They have that beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. But it's being able to unpack it, you know, like unwrap that gift mm-hmm. and then being able to, to go deep inside. And, and because I've, been working and mastering that gift and just helping people my my whole goal is not to tell them like their future but Mm -hmm. to be able to say okay this is what I'm sensing this is what I'm feeling this is how you can heal it this is what you can Mm -hmm. do to work with those challenges or struggles that you're having and not so much scaring people like oh my god you're gonna break up with your boyfriend you know and then people walk away like frightened and scared and not knowing what to do Mm -hmm. but being able to give them solutions and um, ways to to uh, master those struggles yeah and Mm -hmm. I felt that in the reading that you gave me like I walked away with like things to do Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay this challenge is coming but I know exactly what to do and Mm -hmm. um, I applied it to my business and it worked right away (laughs) it was great (laughs) it was great and, and that was what I wanted to have you on the show today was about breaking the glass ceiling because you're one of those people that's been through just so much in your life and you've managed to come through and you're an executive, you've like owned businesses, like you've done so many successful things. So mm-hmm. I hope you'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think I've mastered, I mean, I like I've mentioned to you, I'm creating um, – it's a, it's an online course mm-hmm. that I'm offering to teachers and trainers and entrepreneurs who want to add something else to their um, toolbox. Mm-hmm. So it's basically helping people, um, you know, master or finding the art of manifestation because we could, we can all master our dreams or we can turn our dreams into reality, mm-hmm. but a lot of people give up yeah. and then th- they turn their desires to, you know what, I want instead of this big, beautiful house or whatever their dream was, then they become satisfied and they're like, okay, I just want like a little apartment or uh, if I could just have a ring, it doesn't have to be a diamond. I'm not saying to go out and be materialistic for these big things, mm-hmm. but to go for whatever you desire mm-hmm. and really create milestones around it and that's what I actually teach people it's like to be able to see things clearly because Mm -hmm. sometimes you ask them well what is it that you want and they have no idea what they want well I don't know yeah 
you know? And I've been conditioned to want certain things. Like, I'm supposed to want a job and a family and a big house and lots of land and tons of money in my ba- – 100000 is, like, the magic mm-hmm. number, right? Mm-hmm. And I still haven't broken that 100000 Like, that's my goal is to break that because that's the first, like, milestone I see. But, like, in my life, I'm like, well, I'd love to make more than that. You know, but I can't conceive of that right now. Oh, at this point, I'd love to make fifty thousand or sixty, right? right. <laughs> but like a hundred is like the magic number where you like you think that you've made it. What do you think about people that? Um, how do you differentiate between the goals that are really dear to people versus the ones that we've been sort of socially conditioned to want? Mm-hmm. I think that when you are socially conditioned to want something, then it's not your dream or not your desire. And the way that we create is through that emotion. Mm -hmm. That emotion, that feeling that we have, then we align it to thought. And then once you align it to thought, then you have a drive Mm -hmm. to go after what you want, you know. And, of course, I mean, I help people do visualization and meditation so so that they can actually clearly see it inside them Mm -hmm. first because then they can actually create what they want, mm-hmm. you know. And once they do that, then we create the milestones mm-hmm. and they can actually achieve it. But if they don't have that emotion and that drive yeah. for that dream that they've been conditioned, a lot of times even when you do achieve it, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like you own it and then later on you end up losing it. Mm-hmm. And and wondering what, what happened, you know? Yeah, like the universe is like, no, that's mm-hmm. not for you. That's for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about a, t- a time that you had a goal that was maybe big and scary and how your manifestation helped you accomplish that goal? Absolutely. I mean, I have a lot of them. But one of them, I mean, I create a lot of vision boards throughout my the years of my existence, maybe 10 or 15 years. And I've been teaching this, but uh, at one point, I wanted to go to Hong Kong. Uh-huh. So I just put it up there. And um, one of the processes that I do is like, yes, you could visualize it and see it in your vision board. But at the same time, there's a moment that you just have to let it go and trust mm-hmm. that it's going to happen. So... Um, I got into a lot of the crypto and the Bitcoin, and I was uh-huh. doing a lot of investments. And one of my buddies um, and I were investing with this company, and she basically got the trip but couldn't go because she had another trip planned. Mm-hmm. So she gave it to me. Did she, like, want a trip? She won a trip to Hong Kong. Wow. Everything paid. And I ended up going. Wow. So it was like, oh, my God, everything paid. The food, the plane, mm-hmm. the hotel, the whole experience. It was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know? She would put that intent out there that you're like, I want to go to Hong Kong. See, in my mind, in my poor, like, <laughs> uh, proletariat kind of <laughs> person, I would have been like, okay, I have to save this much money. I'm going to go to this hotel. Like, I would have planned the whole thing. And it would have been a struggle to, like, put the money away. Or I'd be like, oh, do I want to save for this? Or, like, do I want to spend it on that? Oh, I need this bill. And it wouldn't – I wouldn't have thought to look for it that way. I don't even know if I would have been open to it coming that way, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that happens that a lot of times people – I mean, I've wanted to travel all my life. and uh, But when I really believed that I could travel and that I was going to make time – that's like when it showed up Mm -hmm. like another trip ever since I was very young I wanted to go to Thailand Mm -hmm. and it just recently manifested so uh some of them could take time I mean and then that one I wasn't even thinking of it it just kind of showed up Mm -hmm. cheap trip I mean I did pay for a lot of it but I had a friend that called me and said hey I live over here in Thailand come and visit me Uh and um so I just did it mm-hmm. without question. And then I found very cheap flights. Um, I didn't have to pay for the hotel, but when we went to uh, Chiang Mai, and uh, it was a remarkable experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, just being with the elephants and the tigers, mm. and oh my goodness. A lot of like dreams that I had 
no idea that would come true Mm -hmm. were there you know so it it could be very magical Mm -hmm. and sometimes the budgeting will come Mm -hmm. in place like because I I do coach people on finances too and I tell them budget yeah but you also have to believe in that magic Mm -hmm. you know be ready for anything and everything Mm -hmm. but also be ready for the unexpected yeah but you haven't always had this kind of magic. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, that's good for you. But mm-hmm. what? not very good for me. I, was there a time where you where you didn't have it or you struggled mm-hmm. at, um, trying to make ends meet? Or, like, what was that like for you? You know, um, I, I was brought up in poverty. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents didn't have much. But I think we all have a magic. And magical things happen. We just miss the moment because we don't master like today and and you know we've been working on our beautiful sessions and it was about mastering the moment Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we forget to master that moment like when something happens that's really special in our life that is magical yeah but we forget to acknowledge it and live it and feel it and embrace everything that's happening in that moment and then immediately we're thinking of something else and we want to move on to the next thing uh-huh. instead of saying, oh. so I think we all have those magical moments. Some of them are big and some of them are small mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you practice grace mm-hmm. and the more that you practice grace and you're in that moment of like awe, mm-hmm. then other things just start happening. It's like, a, it's like, um, domino effect yeah yeah and then you're like oh my god and it ha- it's the same thing when bad things happen what we consider bad things it's like oh my god all these things are happening to me you know mm-hmm. but it's that domino effect of poor me poor me poor me poor me mm-hmm. and then and then you see all these tragic things happening yeah or so awful things you're looking for the miracles to happen Exactly. And accepting them. So when you first started, they were small miracles. Mm-hmm. And you managed to capture them and have a vision for them and see them. And then they, they just started getting bigger as you followed them. Right. I think when it actually began to happen that I became aware that we have magical moments, I wanted to get pregnant. Mm. And it had taken about eight years and I remember going to a priest because, you know, uh, I was uh, in a Catholic church. And, mm-hmm. and I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, everybody's having babies except me. Like, what's happening? And he said every, I mean, he started the whole process. And he planted that thought in my head. He uh-huh. said, he said, um, he's like, okay, I'm going to help you. But you're going to have to believe that you're already pregnant. Ah, okay. He's uh-huh. like, you have to believe you're pregnant, and you have to be consistent every day. And you don't have to go to Mass. But uh-huh. he told me, you have to come to church every day for nine weeks yeah. and practice grace. Mm-hmm. Be thankful that you're already pregnant. Mm-hmm. Believe it, and then just let it happen. Mm-hmm. And when I said, I don't know. I mean, I had already spent like $10,000, and I don't know how much. In, in the insemination, you know, like the, oh, uh-huh. what do you call it? Like when the fertility, fertility yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I had lost the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I had a miscarriage and, and it was just like on and on. I had three miscarriages. I don't know. So I was like, what if God doesn't want me to? He's like, forget it. I'm not going to do this. You're going to have to believe. Mm-hmm. And, and I walked away thinking oh my god like how can I believe when something has not happened for eight years yeah Mm -hmm. but then I wanted it so bad that I practiced the persistent Mm -hmm. of it was me and my husband at the time were very persistent we were going to church and you don't have to go to church you just have to be persistent Uh in your belief the church helps you access that faith exactly so when I did is six weeks passed and I was pregnant what? <laughs> and I was like, what 
know. But you did I... everything right before. Like, everything by the book. You did the treatments, the fertility. You were eating and exercising. And then that was the thing that... But I, I, I was missing the belief. Mm-hmm. I was missing the belief, the thought with the emotion that I'm talking about. And really being in alignment with that thought and believing that I could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when I actually aligned it... And then I was persistent about it. Not mm-hmm. one day I believed, another day I didn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, going wavering, going back and forth. Then I got pregnant. What did you do when doubts cropped up? When they cropped up, it was just, I, I just came back to the knowing. Mm-hmm. It, it's really hard. It's hard. And, and, and I get everybody out there that you're probably saying, well, you could do it and I can't. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me. Yeah. It was hard. But it sounds like there's some discipline to it. Exactly. And, and stopping those thoughts before they get out of control. Like, no, I've decided. I believe I am mm-hmm. pregnant. And then yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And I, I think, like, you could practice, like, you have, like, a, a knob that mm-hmm. you can control when that mind is loud and saying, you're not going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Then lower the volume. Mm-hmm. You know? I suppose as or you lower the, mm-hmm. lower the volume, you turn up the faith. And turn off the faith. All right, I've got faith at an eight today. How can I turn it up to a nine and a ten? Exactly. I love that. So yeah, so that's when everything kind. I had that awareness because of that priest telling Mm -hmm. me, "This is what you should be practicing." And then I started noticing that when I practiced that belief and that thought, and then when I matched it up later on with vision, like Mm -hmm. the visual. It was more magical. It mm-hmm. was like things were happening. Sometimes we want them to happen like tomorrow. Yeah. You know, but. I suppose that's the danger. I'm always like, come on, money. I need this much by this date mm-hmm. instead of just allowing it to come or to receive it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're concerned about the method. I want such amount of money through this means instead of other being open to other means. Mm-hmm. I recently, because I'm working on my abundance now, um, started making goals and things I wanted to manifest. So, like, um, my office mate is moving upstairs, and so all she manifested all the furniture. So I didn't have to worry about it then, but now I do. So I was like, well, I don't really have, like, a grand to, like, drop on furniture. And, you know, the office, like, is so important about, you know, people coming in and feeling welcome and feeling safe to do their mm-hmm. work. Um, and I was like, I don't have time to go to the Goodwill. I don't, I, I'm busy doing things to make money, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not trying to find like furniture on the cheap. Um, and one of my clients, it turned out, she was like, I'm having trouble paying for this session. And I, and I was like, well, maybe we can do a trade. What do you do? And she was like, I'm an interior designer. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, this is what I need. I will happily do all of these sessions for you because I have time for that. In my mm-hmm. mind, I have time for that. And so she's she's literally doing it right now. I think I just got a text from mm. her. Like she's on her way out there hitting up garage sales. She's like, These are free. Do you like them? And I could be like, Yes or no. Uh-huh. And so things are manifesting like Yeah. Because I wasn't set on like I have to go buy new things. Mm-hmm. Right. I was more open. You were just open. Yeah. And that's when things show up in your life, when you're open to the possibility. Mm-hmm. What if? You know? Yeah. I could get the furniture for free. What if I can get it cheaper? What if I go buy it? What if mm-hmm. I get money for it? I mean, mm-hmm. you could play around with the what if, and that just kind of opens room mm. for possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think there's a relationship between your inner work and how successful you are in the world? What's that relationship for you been like? I think so. But again, like you talked about discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times... Um, I'm a seeker, so I'm always trying to research and investigate mm-hmm. and figure out things and match research with spirituality mm-hmm. and the inner self and trying to, you know, figure out things both on that uh, log- lo- logic, mm-hmm. you know, figure that. I like the science behind it. Yeah, the that. science yeah. behind it and then the mystical. Mm-hmm. I love them both. So being able to tap into both worlds and then bringing them together mm-hmm. I think has made me who I am because mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm out there in the educational setting yeah you know 
and I'm working with professionals and executives and and at the same time these executives and these leaders are very mystical in so mm -hmm. many ways and yet you don't expect them to be but mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like I am so yeah. I think that and then helping them and guiding them through their process mm -hmm. of achieving whatever they want or helping them through their challenges mm -hmm. has gotten me where I am yeah. you know it's always like okay what's the problem let's find solutions and then strategies on how are mm -hmm. we going to get things done. Mm -hmm. So there's both a strategy and a faith there's to it. There's a strategy and so a So you're faith. working both sides of the brain. Exactly. Yeah. I'm working both sides of the brain because if you don't take action mm -hmm. and you don't have a plan, then sometimes it's not going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I didn't have the Hong Kong trip plan. It just fell in my lap. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, okay, the planning part was I have a lot of anxiety or I had a lot mm -hmm. of anxiety in the planes. So what am I going to do? Because it's going to be a 17-hour long flight. Mm -hmm. So then planning that. And then when I get there, I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? Who am I going to look for? So there's planning even when things fall in your lap. Mm -hmm. Like you. Like, okay, you've got all these free furniture. But now there's a planning on how and where you're going to put the furniture. Right. Right. Gotta look nice still. Exactly. She's like, do you like these lamps? I'm like, I don't know. I don't care about lamps. Like, you're the designer. Make it pretty. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Here are the patterns and colors. I'm like, I don't know. Good luck. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that part, that like what it looks like overall doesn't matter that much to me. It's the feel that I'm looking for. Exactly. And she's able to feel into that. And so I'm not I'm not attached to the, out, the outcome. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was easier to manifest. But something like a number in my bank account which is related for me about how many clients I see and how I structure my business and where is my money going mm -hmm. um, and that kind of integrity. I know that you teach um, finances. Yeah, yeah, and that's been really helpful. Some things you've taught me have been yeah. really helpful around that, like where is it going? And, 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 and you have to because if you look at the word currency, it's mm -hmm. movement. Money is moving, you know, and if you're not careful – it's not going to stay in your pocket. It's mm -hmm. not going to stay with you. So how can you grow your money, save your money, protect your money, and then at the same time have different – it's having like a drawer system where you're like, okay, this is for my vacation. Mm -hmm. This is for my bills. This is for whatever you want. But you have a drawer system uh -huh. where you're saving money for different things, but you know where your money is going. You are controlling your money instead of – your money controlling you. Mm -hmm. the, ha the thing I hate the most is automatic withdrawals because it feels like you give them permission to take money out whenever they want. Well, there was a point in time where I only got paid once a month. Mm -hmm. and actually, that was easier. I got paid once a month, and I sat and did all of my bills. And then I was like, every cent has been allocated, and I knew where it all went. And if something was like automatic withdrawal, I was like, well, crap. <laughs> I forgot about you because you weren't on my radar, and I didn't write you a check. Yeah. Um, and then that was troublesome. So getting those like shut down and being like, fine, I'll send you a check instead of, I, I want to be in control of it, which I guess it's about being like a steward of it instead of like that sort of hands to mouth, like, crap, where am I going to get this from? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I know where my money's going. I have a budget um, or a percentage, a right? Percentage. So a percentage mm -hmm. of my income goes to this and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Being smart about it. That's been good. Yeah. Um, so I know that you've done some executive kinds of positions where you make good money, mm -hmm. but you've also done work. Obviously, you didn't like wake up one day and you're like, and now I'm a boss. Uh -huh. How did you get be from, well, I guess, what were you doing to begin with? Um, and then how did you break into that like executive right. role? Well, I've always been, um, I've always had like multiple streams of income like mm -hmm. always like um sometimes it could be good for some people and sometimes it's not but you know they say well you need to focus well with me it was like while I was going to college and mm -hmm. the university I had my site business mm -hmm. going and uh I had a daycare and uh -huh. then and then once um I mean I had my daycare and then I was working on my master's and I was um uh, 
an educational diagnostician per se. Mm -hmm. And then once I finished my master's and, you know, I always did several things. So I always had money coming in from different directions. Uh So that helped me. Um, Once um, I was an educator, then I just found um, like a director's position in education. And then from there, people get to know you because they see that I was like working with leaders. Uh-huh. So I started doing a lot of training, um, just various trainings, like training teachers, uh-huh. training leaders, uh, because I also got involved with John Maxwell, which is, um, he trains speakers and uh, you, there's different paths for speakers, trainers, leaders, oh, wow. or whatever. Uh-huh. So. I mean, I, I kind of got Im- involved with all little paths, mm-hmm. right? So then you just kind of expand your uh, network mm-hmm. and you begin to tap into entrepreneurs and other leaders mm-hmm. and then they know what you're doing and they see your success and then they want you to coach them. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of intuitive coaching mm-hmm. with people. Yeah, because you would have some, you would have had success you mm-hmm. got training to be successful. Mm-hmm. and But I was even thinking, like, at one point, you're just like, and now I've been a, in education long enough, I'm just going to apply for this director position. And you had the guts to do that. Mm-hmm. So some of it is guts. Oh, yeah. Some of it's help. And some of it, I mean, you definitely did the work. I guess there's no magic break the glass ceiling thing. You just have to do the work. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Well, no, you know, because <laughs> even... You know, even all the positions I've had, it's been like I have applied for some positions and I don't get it, mm-hmm. you know. But for the positions that I've had, it's like someone has contacted me and said, hey, we have this position open. Why mm-hmm. don't you apply? And then I get it, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know. That's the universe being So like, it's like the, the universe working with me where sometimes I struggle and I want, like I'm so obsessed with a position Mm -hmm. and I don't get it Mm -hmm. I don't but whenever I kind of surrendered and I'm just in the moment yeah that's when things show up Mm -hmm. and they they call me and they're like hey you know like right now I have two or three opportunities Mm -hmm. and people have actually called me about the positions Mm -hmm. or about me trying to go and help them and support them and I'm like interesting so then you begin to have options yeah how do you say no to those options i know a lot of well me i'm better now but Mm -hmm. a lot of my listeners are empathic and have trouble saying no to people and if especially like if you're wanting more money and like this something is going to pay you money but it doesn't feel like a good fit like that makes it harder to say no to it how do you say no to things or how do you decide when you do have options right what i do intuitively i have to tap into the energy and kind of feel like is it am i feeling like um that something's pulling me towards it or is it something that's pushing me away Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because there's different energy like energetically you could feel it yeah And then I have different values. People need to see what's important for them, you know. One of the things that's very important for me is my my kids. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that would help me make decisions. You know, Mm -hmm. how am I going to deal with Mm -hmm. the fact that I would lose my kids away, you know. Yeah. Are there other options? Am I going to be able to see them? How frequently? So then that helps me make a better decision. If you value the cold the heat well what's the weather in that location uh-huh. I mean, there's just different things that you value as a person mm-hmm. that you feel okay what's the most important to the least important and then you just go through your list mm-hmm. because that's what you value and then you match it there's also um uh, i don't know i mean just um just the energies i think for me, that's the most important one to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost the other thought. <laughs> it was <laughs> like right there, away. and it just I lost it. Yeah. So knowing, feeling that, feeling into that energy, and is it pushing or pulling? But also the concrete things of like I need, 
Like, for me, I do that. I'm like, I only work late two days a week because those are the only days I have a sitter late. Other mm-hmm. than that, I have to be at home by this time to pick up my kid. And that's actually helped me uh, contain it a little bit. Like, I have to be – I'm on daycare schedule, actually, and traffic. So I don't see people that late most of the time. Or I can do a phone session, but not when I'm home with my kid. Um, I wish I had better boundaries earlier, but that's actually helping me. I even built in a day now where I don't work, which normally mm. would like I would never do. I would work myself to death. Like I have to do this to get pushed through, right? Mm-hmm. That's the too much energy. But I'm taking a day off now on oh. Mondays. <laughs> Super excited about that. Uh-huh. Well, that's good because there's something that called you towards having Mondays off. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what would that be? Mm-hmm. You know so you you value something maybe the rest. And well, you've had little ones. The weekend is not restful. Mm-hmm. You're doing kids stuff and running around, so I get to rest when he's at daycare during the day, and I can do whatever my pleasure is, which is I've finally figured out is like part of self care mm-hmm. and necessary, and that just pushing is not a good way to run a business no. or a life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's beautiful because that's a, that's a piece that a lot of people are missing is mm-hmm. self care. They forget. Mm-hmm. They take care of everybody else except themselves. So yeah. Yeah. I, I applaud you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. We don't have to talk about it, but can yeah. I ask about your cancer? Yes. Yeah. How did, did, did you do manifesting work when you got it, or was there a lesson for you no. uh, in that, in your cancer? You know, even the cancer was an intuitive hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, I'll start with my dog. I had this beautiful dog named Archie, and um, I had dr- I had a dream that I was gonna get a dog. And in my dream, this man said, "Here, I brought you your Reiki dog." And mm-hmm. I was like, "My Reiki dog? <laughs> like, what's up with that?" And then the next day or two, my son's like, "I want to go get a dog." I was like, "Just wait. They're gonna give us a dog." Mm-hmm. Well, next thing you know, it they gave us a dog. Mm-hmm. And we just this somebody lady, in your world. This gave lady you went dog. to my son's job and said, uh, "I rescue dogs, and I have one. Do you know of anybody that wants one?" Uh-huh. And then he called me, "Mom, <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Your dream came true." And I'm like, "What?" So we went to look at the dog, and it was the dog in my mm-hmm. dream. So I brought him home. We fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it a couple of years later, he had cancer. The dog had the cancer. dog had cancer. Uh-huh. So uh, he had three surgeries, and the last surgery, I just looked at him, and I was like, oh, shit. And my son's like, what? I said, I think I have cancer. He's like, why? And it was just this just download because yeah. I wasn't feeling anything. Mm-hmm. I was feeling fine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? I said, because he's my Reiki dog, and he has cancer. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you talking about, Mom? I said, it was just my dream. Mm-hmm. They told me he was going to be my Reiki dog. And I don't know why. I just, I really truly believe that he took a lot of my energy, the cancer oh, energy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Kept he you had from cancer. getting sicker earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So then I went and I got checked and I had cancer. Mm-hmm. You were just like, hey, doc, I need you to take a look. And they're like, okay, crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I glad your doctor listened to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just went in for a regular checkup, just like I didn't even tell them this is I, what I dreamed. I just mm-hmm. had the checkup. I They did the breast exam, whatever, because mm-hmm. that's where I felt that I had the cancer. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I, I had a, I had two types of cancer, the oh, HERSTER wow. positive and the carcinoma. And during the whole process, you know, I did alternative care, but I yeah. also did the Western mm-hmm. medicine. But I did a lot of meditation around it. And during one of my meditations, it was like, because I was asking, what should I do to heal Mm -hmm. this? Because it was very aggressive. And and during one of my meditations, one of my friends was there. And Nikola, well, Tesla came up. Uh And I was like, Tesla? Like, what does he have to do with healing me? So I, in another meditation, I went back in and asking, mm-hmm. what is Tesla about? Because I had no idea. I did research, and I saw cars and whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> so finally, it was like oxygen. I was like, oxygen in mm. Tesla. So I did research, put it together, and mm -hmm. I found this device that he created called ozone. Mm -hmm. He created ozone therapy. So then I started looking for physicians that practiced ozone therapy. And everything was like out, way out. And it was uh -huh. like 45,000, 55,000, oh very expensive treatments. And I was like, I need something close because I couldn't really afford that at the yeah. time. Because like my whole world was tumbling down, like yeah. from cancer, divorce, you name it, everything. Just all at once. I lost two homes, everything. And so I found a doctor that was like, 30 minutes away that mm -hmm. was practicing ozone. Wow. Yeah, and I found him on the website. So mm -hmm. how cool is that? So my whole life I've practiced just receiving guidance from mm -hmm. my higher self, my angels. I believe in God, mm -hmm. but it, you guys can believe in anything you want. But know that there's something higher than you that will guide you mm -hmm. to find solutions and, um, and navigate through struggles yeah. in life. You yeah. know, and that's what I did, and I, I mean, here I am. Yeah, five years alive, alive. Yeah, <laughs> are, you, are you cancer free? I'm cancer free right now. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and through the hard work and the intuitive, following the intuitive, mm -hmm. listening to your dreams, and and knowing what your own boundaries were. Like, I don't have fifty grand to like fly to Florida and take exactly. care of this. I, I need like someone that. in my neighborhood. Uh huh. And that's <laughs> what I talk about manifesting. Just like putting it out there saying, you know what? This is what I want. This mm -hmm. is what I need. Help mm -hmm. me. And then boom, it's there. And and a lot of people out there listening, like you have to know that a lot of the messages are there. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're just not aware. Yeah. Or you're not listening. You're not paying attention mm -hmm. because you're in the chaos. You're yeah. in the noise. Because a lot of, I know when I, before I started doing this work, a lot of the messages I would receive are like, that person's dangerous, I can't breathe, I have to get out of here, there's no reason, now I'm embarrassed because I'm panicking in a public place, mm -hmm. or I'm like afraid of a person that there's no reason to be, and so the messages I was getting were all like, safety based and like not based in but they I mean they were based in my own trauma, mm -hmm. which I understand now and have worked through a lot, but even like I'd have a dream and I would think, oh, this applies to like, like the world's going to end. I used to have a lot of like end of the world dreams mm -hmm. and um, thinking that that was literally true um, and that the world was going to collapse or like the world owed me something mm -hmm. or the world would deliver me something. But there's there's a fine line between I'm between that intuition and the kind of intuition you're talking about mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. getting clear on which one it is, right. that's where there's some discipline, right. right? Like you said, you were in meditation. You clearly had a meditation practice. Mm -hmm. You didn't just dream for no reason. You dreamt and then took it into meditation to get mm -hmm. some more clarity on it. Exactly. Yeah. You take it into meditation. Because sometimes if you're not clear, I believe in the law of synchronicity. Mm -hmm. So... What happens with the law of synchronicity is that when you pay attention, you know, you get feedback from the universe, mm -hmm. but you don't just get one event or one notice. It's like you'll see multiple um, messages. Yeah. Okay. So that's the law of synchronicity. If you see it, that it's being repeated mm -hmm. three to four times or more then you need to pay attention. Yeah. If it's just a one-time thing, then, I mean, it's just life. Right. It's yeah, just... Things, things, anything can happen it once. It could be anything <laughs> once, right? Yeah. But when you see the message several times, then that's when you need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. struggling with following messages that are conflicting. So, like, I'm... My partner and I, Lisa, we're doing a PTI. And... The moment we were like, let's do this, it felt so good. She's a great partner. She really compliments me. Um, we were getting a lot of uh, compliments about being together. Like, people liked our energy. And I was like, yeah, this is great. It's feeling really good. We found a place to do it so fast. Like, we were like, nope, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And we paid the money, and it was great. We set all of our dates, and we're like, we are manifesting 15 people to come to our PTI. 
And then as the months went by and we're like doing this event and no one's registering, doing this event and nobody's registering. And I was like, okay, let's try something else. And we got one participant, one person signed up from like Ohio who didn't know us at all. Who's like, oh, you're doing a PTI? I want to do a PTI, but she didn't know me and Lisa. Oh, wow. So I was like, I can't even like replicate that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, uh, Lisa's mo- was moving, so we decided to push it back. And, like, we can't do a PTI, a personal transformation intensive, with one person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to move it back to October. So now we're, like, redoubling our efforts. And I'm trying to listen to those to those synchronicities right. to hear if we're on the right track or not. Mm-hmm. Or if we should be like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this right now. Right. Maybe we should wait until the spring. And I'm just not sure how to interpret it or what to do or if I'm just going to work really hard at something that's, like, not supposed to be or if we missed our window or right. – do you have any insight on that? Yeah, you know, I follow Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot. Like, I love that man. He he is phenomenal. Just go look him up so you know more about him. But one of the things that he talks about is that when you're in meditation, you go to the unknown, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that you could do it, which – I've been trying to do it. It's like it's like a dark place. Like just shut all the lights off in mm-hmm. your room so you have that dark place and then you could in your meditation you can go to that unknown mm. place where there's nothing. Yeah. There's no titles, there's no clients, there's nothing. You're thinking of nothing because from nothing you can create. Mm-hmm. You see? So then from there you would put your intention like I want clients and then to see that go into particles mm, mm-hmm. and then just leave it into a blank space mm-hmm. and then it's better to have the unknown because from there you begin to create and things happen and I don't know that's when the magic happens mm-hmm. when you have no expectations mm-hmm. and when you surrender to the dream mm-hmm. But if you keep, yes, you're going to promote it. You're going to market. Yeah. Uh, you two should come together to meditate for sometime, you know, one yeah. week, one time, so and then do it individually. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you begin to practice that, you will call people to your PTI. Yeah. You're going to call them. They're going to come. You can't just be like, hey, come here. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> They'll come. It's like calling your kids. They don't come when you're like, hey, come here. <laughs> uh-huh. And then make sure you have that transformation. I mean, what's the transformation that you're selling? Mm-hmm. Why should people come? Mm-hmm. I mean, so when you begin to focus on that, people will find you yeah. because you're meeting a need that they've been looking for. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The marketing they gave us was not good. No. They're like, just tell people you're doing it and they'll love you and they'll come. I'm like, that's a lot of money for someone to just love you and, like, whip it out. So, right. Like, they want to know what they're going to get out of it. And so we've been pulling that out. And um, even client, like, what are, peop- what are people looking for? Because we know what it provided for us. Mm-hmm. But then we do it clinically. Like, oh, I reduced my codependency. And I have good mind-body connection. Like, no, I want to talk about my sex is better. <laughs> Relationships <laughs> are better. <laughs> like, Right. You know, I love not worrying so much. And, like, PTI did that for me. And uh-huh. um, getting clear, right? Like, hearing the real messages from the universe and not my worried thoughts or not my fearful thoughts. Yeah. Like, PTI helped me do that. And I'm like, I want to do that for you. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> the, you know, like, a lot of the feelings that we have come, like, that we've become aware of, a lot of them are fear, anxiety, worry, disappointments. So if you if you tell people, do you want to get rid of this? Do you want to be able to work with your fears mm-hmm. and feel freedom? Yeah. Do you want to um, turn disappoint this disappointment to satisfaction? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get there? And you know what? I have some secrets. I have some tools that mm-hmm. you're going to just love if you come to my personal transformation. But yeah. that's what we're offering. We do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what you were kind of saying. You throw it out there and people are going to sign me up. Yeah. Because everybody's looking to to solve those issues. Mm-hmm. The fear, the trauma, mm-hmm. the disappointment. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's hard to navigate that. Mm-hmm. 
especially when you're in a in a dark moment mm-hmm. yeah yeah and break that breakthrough because there is a line you're like i'm suffering i'm suffering and then you see other people that aren't and you're like how would you do that and you're like hard work <laughs> uh-huh. meditation science and vision and letting it go mm-hmm. i haven't let it go yet i've been trying to control it yeah. all right i'll uh, i'll try that yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm open to a miracle i would love that mm-hmm. <laughs> just do it and you'll see it's gonna mm-hmm. work beautiful well um who's your Who's helped you the most uh, grow in your manifest manifesting abilities? I think I've had a lot of mentors that, like, I know that Diane and David have mm-hmm. helped me a lot. At the Wellness Institute. At the Wellness Institute a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the majority of my growth has been there. But Anthony Robbins uh-huh. has you also just came been. From there. Oh, my goodness, yes. I went to unleash your power and believe it or not he does a lot of breakthroughs in a not in the hypnotic well he does like in a hypnotic stage but uh-huh. you don't know it yeah or people don't know it i i can recognize it mm-hmm. because i know what because you know what is. trance looks like yes yeah. what trance looks like so the he d- uses a lot of repetition in words to get you there mm-hmm. you know and then the whole like everybody there is like in a trance and then you're screaming and yelling and releasing Mm -hmm. all this either negative energy Mm -hmm. or bringing in what you want Mm -hmm. through visualization Mm -hmm. and feeling Mm -hmm. you know so it's powerful it was powerful we did the fire walk so he's one of them that i've read and heard his cds like crazy and now i'm really into dr joe dispensa Mm -hmm. like I just love that man, and Seguro mm-hmm. is another uh, person. So, mm-hmm. and what's Seguro's teachings? Seguro's teachings. He's he's such a mystic. Uh-huh. Like you could, I've seen him. Like they've interviewed him all the time, and he has answers to everything. Mm-hmm. I think he is so he's wise. He's channeled and wise. I think and so. Open. Very wise mm-hmm. man, older man. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend him. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And you feel his love. Mm-hmm. So those are the people that have really made a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And then my own challenges. Yeah. You know, my life is your best teacher my in a life. lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has really transformed me. And my kids, watching my kids um, go through life and then being transformed mm-hmm. through their challenges and just watching them grow and and um, today was amazing because we were doing a meditation on releasing and forgiving and mm-hmm. everything next thing you know it my son after we finished the meditation he calls me and he's crying he's mm-hmm. like mom I just want to tell you how much I love you mm-hmm. and I appreciate you and I had released his dad's energy wow and then he was calling me and telling me how much he loved me mm. and how much he appreciated the support I had given him. So those are my lessons and yeah. those are my teachers, mm-hmm. you know. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll advise as well. Teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a new um, a class that you're launching? Yes. Yeah, tell me a little, a little bit about that. What are you manifesting right now? <laughs> well, I kind of put all my tools in a box and it's going to be called teach because I want to my audience uh, basically I'm targeting entrepreneurs teachers trainers so for those that want to make extra money mm-hmm. and want to attract more people then I am putting my course together with all my tools and um, and it would be an online and then a weekend with them oh wow so they get some time they with get you. Uh-huh, they get oh, some beautiful. time with me so we'll be able whatever the core like going through the whole course with them in the weekend so they experience it mm-hmm. and then they go teach their their clients it's called the art of manifestation mm-hmm. it's really discovering the secrets to manifestation it's like giving them the tools this yeah. is what you do so the, n- the nuts and bolts manifest. of what yes. we've been talking about today the nuts and bolts yeah. oh beautiful That's right, i'm yeah. like sign me up <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody that was listening wanted to join you in that um i know you haven't launched it yet but how could they 
my connect with you. Yes, my landing page will be ready like really soon. Mm-hmm. I will be in New Orleans next weekend, working on it, meeting with my coach, getting everything together, and um, hopefully I should have it ready. But if they want to get in touch with me, it would be Dr. Angelica Underwood mm-hmm. on Facebook, Instagram. And uh, that's how they can reach me. Beautiful. Uh, I have a lot of things out there, but um, I only release them at certain times, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know. And nowadays, I don't really have a website anymore. I used to, Mm -hmm. but I don't. I work more with landing pages and social media. Okay. Beautiful. Well, I hope hope you guys do. Her energy is lovely if you ever (laughs) get a chance to spend some time with her. And she... She gives these hugs with like her whole body and her heart, and it's just so sweet. And I'm I feel so blessed to know you, and thank you for your blessings and benefits in my journey. You've taught me a lot. Thank you. That vision board we made, Mm -hmm. I finished it, and I have it on my dresser, and I look at it every day. Good. And um, got them all in the feng shui corners, and um, I am manifesting those things. And I've kind of, like, let them go. Like, there's not a plan. There's mm-hmm. not an anal plan for Have it. Have you man- manifested one that you feel that? You know, I was really, uh, for every quadrant, I put in something that I wanted more of. So I put in, like, a picture of my son having fun. Mm. Um, and he is so bright and generous and sweet. And we potty trained like that. Like, we made it fun. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if I... It would have been so easy if I hadn't been picturing that every morning Mm. before I get him out of bed. You know, I'm like, we're going to have a fun day. Look how much fun he is. Mm -hmm. Look how much he's growing. Look, he's reading a book. Like, so that visualization, I think, made that easier. That's good. Yeah. 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 Things are happening. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. We have spent a lot of time together. Thank you. Um, We'll talk some other time. Okay, well, thank you for inviting me and, and uh, blessings to all. Thank you. I said, oh, we are empaths in love. We are empaths in love. From the bottom of my heart, I want you to know that I am so grateful that you are in my life. You are so special, and the world needs you now more than ever. To show my love, I have a present for you. Go to www.empathsinlovepodcast.com for free resources and masterclasses just for empaths like you. You can get the ebook to Conflict Resolution for Empaths. You can take a course to reclaim your personal power or even apply to work with me. I'm always adding cool stuff onto there. You'll discover all things podcasts and can join the mailing list for awesome tips for living a life you love and using your gifts for good instead of evil. If you appreciated the show today, show some love by leaving a five-star review, subscribe so you don't miss a thing, and share it with your friends. Brightest blessings and all my love.